Hello and welcome to Rowing Chat, the podcast network for rowers that's been going actually since 2013. My name's Rebecca Caro and I try and get interesting guests on the show who are doing things in the sport of rowing that you possibly haven't heard of. And today's guest is a really, really good example of that. As most of you know, I come from the UK and I have raced a lot of the events in the British rowing season. And the pinnacle for many athletes and also for many overseas athletes is to race on the hallowed waters of Henley-upon-Thames. And that's where my guest comes in. Anne Buckingham, welcome to Rowing Chat. It's lovely to be here. Greeting from beautiful, if slightly flooded, Henley-on-Thames. Now, and you're a very long-term Henley resident and obviously deeply embedded in rowing the sport for many years, but you work mainly with Henley Women's Regatta. Tell us a little bit about the event, just in case anyone's not heard of it. Okay. Well, there's only three events on the Henley on the Henley course, on the boomed course. They are Henley Women's, Henley Royal, and Henley Masters, in that order. Henley Women's was founded back in the day when women were not particularly, there's a little bit of debate, there was the odd event here and there, allowed to race in, at Henley Royal pretty much at all. Uh, Henley Women's Regatta was started. I remember attending it when it was barely a day. It is now an absolutely crammed three-day event. And we're attracting more and more people every year. And it's 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 just fabulous. So last year we had, I just have the stat in front of me, 2,146 competing athletes, which in three days is a lot of athletes when you can only go two by two. And it's... And, and a, a win at Henley Women's is a big thing. And increasingly, we're finding that uh, crews are using it to get uh, the experience uh, against the competition and on the boomed course as well to get ready for Henley Royals. So a lot of crews are staying to race both. So Henley Women's generally is in June. It's usually 10 days before Henley Royal Regatta. Is that correct? correct? Yeah. And the classifications offered are junior, student, mm -hmm. So we have the championship events, we have the inspirational events, which is sort of a, a club event. Within that, there's a few different divisions. So there's some strictly academic, mm. uh, but those, I believe, are only open to British universities. So I deal, those people tend to be pretty familiar with Henley itself and the British rowing system, so I don't deal with them as often. So let's talk about you and the job that you have. Miriam Luke is the chairman of Handy Women's and she said, Anne, boy, have I got a job for you. So Miriam Luke was the chair of Henley Women's. She was a very transformational chair leading from, from Di Graham, who'd done an amazing job um, and thankfully stayed on as vice chair for a while. Miriam Luke, Luke took over in 2013 and proceeded to add a number of roles. Um, she didn't actually come to me first. She she knew somebody, we'd never had somebody dealing specifically with overseas athletes and we wanted to encourage them. Uh, she apparently asked three other people and they all took one look at it and ran away. Um, but two of those people told her she should ask me because I'd done something similar for Henley Masters. Okay. So, okay. so I knew Miriam because we, so Miriam's job uh, for the Olympics was running the rowing village and I had been an uh, assistant to a national governing body for the Paralympics. So we'd gotten to know each other a bit then. And, and your job is to guide and support overseas crews who want to come and race at Henley Women's. So technically I will help anybody. So I help domestic oh, okay. crews 
well to find housing and things like that. But usually they only need housing, whereas overseas crews need housing, need to know which airport's closest, how to get a boat, how to get oars, how to get here, what they're going to eat, what does a budget look like in terms of what does it cost to eat here versus what does it cost to eat in America or New Zealand or the Netherlands. And yeah. any, any little thing I have found drivers for vans. I have helped plan day trips to London, Oxford and Cambridge. I mm -hmm. last year I helped plan a trip to the Netherlands. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so that was fun. That was great. You know, it's like, oh, you should stay here. You should do this. You should do that. This is near the boss band. You could, you know, it was, it, they were, I think they were a little surprised at, at the assistance I was able to provide. But so but generally, we're in service. So if you're an international crew and you're, there is no institutional knowledge of the event, the regatta in your club, um, you can help them with everything from the absolute basics. Mm -hmm. through to facilitating all the things they need to rent and borrow and organize for a visit to the regatta. Yes. Um, and then also, until this year, I helped with parents and supporters as well. We now have a dedicated volunteer for that. Mm -hmm. so, I'm, so, so, yeah, we're here to make sure every, because they've got to fund it. And if they've got to fund it through parents and supporters and alumni, then they want to make sure that those people have a good time, but they're not going to be as focused on racing. What sort of things do the supporters want to know about? Um, dress code. Everybody wants to know about dress codes. There is no dress code at Henley Women's. There, is there's that? a dress code for the chairman's enclosure. And they're oh, glad sorry. there's a dress code for the chairman's enclosure because they want it to be. They, mm -hmm. they They've written, if it's friendly, they want a dress code overseas. And what is, what is the code? Um, so technically the dress code is only no sporting attire, no, no, no oh. trackies, no, no unis or whatever like that. But hmm. I mean, let me tell you, these parents frequently come dressed to slay. Yeah. University, university, they have the hats. University of Tulsa didn't just have a blazer. It had the T in Diamante all across the oh. back. It was, it was a thing. I it's legend, absolute legend. Loved it, absolutely. And I, as an American, I am absolutely here for it. Cornell had matching red and white hats. Um, <laughs> schools are there in their garb. The, yeah, they they go to town, and it's really good fun. It does. It makes a real occasion of it. Tell us about the what's the one thing that most international visitors either forget or neglect i wouldn't say that they for do you mean when they're here or well, or when before they're planning they are? and, and you have planning. to come to the rescue okay so i wouldn't say that it's they forget or neglect it is whoop, sorry i'm getting i'm getting a text message from an overseas crew even now it's making my phone vibrate. this is real it's happening it's, it's happening right now like we're, we're in the thick of the season uh, I, it's, it's, I, we, we had a, I had a great time last year. I, I helped an Australian crew and, and it was, it was fabulous. His, his wife was teasing him that he must've had a lover because first thing in the morning he would text me because that's when I was going to sleep. And then last thing at night, he would text me because that's when I wasn't at the day job. And unfor and so she thought this was, this is obviously quite a joke between them. And, but 
I didn't know about it until she arrived and introduced her introduced herself and said, "I'm the wife oh. or the lover." <laughs> and she said, "Oh, you you must be so and so's lover." And I was, I, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. But yeah, she was brilliant. Once I was in on the joke, it was brilliant. But for a few seconds there, I was, I was deeply confused. So, but it was great. Um, but yeah, time zones, time zones. It's you know. Sometimes it's it's a helpful volunteer perk to have insomnia because you can answer that text message at three in the morning. So yes, but yeah, we can help with what. So it, I wouldn't say it's what they forget or they neglect. It's what they don't know. If you haven't been here, you don't know. So as you will know from your years here in the UK, when I mean, so Henley's a town of of eleven thousand people. Yeah, it's small. It's very small. It's adorable. And I can't wait for everybody listening to this to come here. But try adding over 2,000 athletes, then throw in the coaches and the supporters and the athletic trainers and the vendors and everybody else. And you easily realize there are nowhere near enough hotel rooms in Henley. And that's only worse for the Royal, which has over 4,000 athletes when you include the ones for qualifiers. Mm -hmm. And so as a consequence, they don't, I mean, again, coach, very good friends with him. We've been friends for a long time. Just first contact me. He's like, yep. So we want to book, you know, whatever hotel you've got the the block bookings in, we need to book 15 of those hotel rooms. Um, Yeah, that's. It's a no, unless you want to go to Reading. And of course, Heathrow has lots of hotels, but you probably want to drive to Henley from Heathrow. And you're, and you're going to. You know, how, the scenery is great when you're stopped on Remington Hill, right? It's just fabulous. Budget yeah, that in your day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so people stay with families. People stay yeah. with host families and, you know, get to know them. And uh, depending on the crew and what their requirements are, what their budget is, uh, sometimes it's mattresses on the floors. Sometimes, I mean, you're definitely sharing rooms. You may or may not be sharing beds. There's a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. Um, leeway can can get pricey, but you know there there's options for everybody, and we can, you know, do it very very cheaply. But there's restrictions in that, and it you know can be a bit pricier. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you're going to have the whole team stay in one house oh, depends. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. There are definitely houses that can take nine athletes, mm-hmm. but they will be that little bit further from the center of town. Yeah, to so, do a walk, rent a van bicycle run down to the course because you needed a warm-up <laughs> there you and let me tell you the americans in particular they don't want to learn to drive on the other side of the road isn't that interesting yeah and what a lot of them i said but the other thing a lot of them don't realize is it's not automatic if you rent a car a it's probably not an automatic mm-hmm. and we're not equipped for that I once had a hideous ride aged about 15 with my American resident uh, uncle who'd lived there for most of his adult life. And it was one of the scariest rides of my life. And years later, I spoke to his son and Damien said to me, you drove with my dad? He said, you know, regardless of the wrong side of the road thing, that he's the worst driver in the world. He once reversed out of his driveway got hit by an oncoming car whose irate driver leapt out and said, are you crazy or are you a university professor? He was a university professor. He was a university professor, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Now, Henley, 
and rowing. Rowing has a lot of um, unique language, and we all know the port starboard bow stroke thing. But when it comes to Henley events, and I'm going to include Henley Royal in this as well, mm -hmm. there's a lot of language which can be, let's say, reasonably hard to understand, or one of those things that sounds simple that isn't, or the reverse, it sounds complicated, but it's really simple. So let's kick off with my favourite and yours, stewards. That sounds confusing. What I don't understand why you think this sounds confusing. I really well, don't understand. Sometimes... It's a it's a it's a men's fours event at Henley Royal, and Henley Royal is an event which is run by the stewards and has for their entertainment the members of the stewards enclosure, which is something you can be and a place you can be. So they also have really? their own lawn. So you have an event, you have the lawn, you have the enclosure, and you have the stewards themselves. They're all referred to as stewards, depending on who's talking to who about what. In and which really, Even in context, it's I think fantastically confusing. We should offer this to some stand-up comedian. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, Saturday night. I think. I think. I mean, there, there is there. There is a Facebook group called Overheard at Henley Royal Regatta. There is. It's very funny. It's very funny. It's where it, it, there's there you go. There you Love go. Text. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Germany. This one's Germany. Okay. This one's so, Germany. But, can but, we speak? Yes. Uh, so so again, so there's Henley women's. Uh, and then I'm forever correcting somebody. That does not mean there's Henley men's. Oh yes, right? of course. Isn't it obvious? <laughs> how to get, how to, you know, get the big girl a little steamed under the collar kind of thing. So there's Henley Women's, there's Henley Royal. Um, and depending on who you talk to, we're either the same regatta or we're absolutely at each other's throats and can't stand each other, neither of which are true. Mm. And um, we have a very good cooperative relationship. I would joke, I have to say that because I don't actually work for Henley Royal Regatta whatsoever, and I'm keen to keep that relationship good. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm certainly not going to slag them off, but it, it is quite good. My housing counterpart at Henley Royal, Isabel, fabulous woman. Um, but there's, again, there's just all kinds of terms. None of the events uh, at Henley Royal, for example, actually give a clue as to what event they are by their name. So... Mm. You know, so can you tell the Prince Edward from the Prince Philip from the Princess Anne, uh, you know, the Prince ladies, the, the Prince, Al there's, you know, the whole royal family's there. And, you know. Megan, let's hear it from Megan. I think she should be the next patron. Yeah, I think you need to bring that up with, I think you need to bring that up with somebody. That, that was really a little unfair. My pay grade. That, that was a little unfair, but I couldn't resist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's all going back loads of ways. Uh, the women's tend to be named after places, thankfully. Mm -hmm. So at the moment you have the island, you have the Remenum. So these are uh, events, trophies actually. These are, these are the trophy. Uh, the, the event is named after the trophy. Um, okay. And then of course- so you The have... event is then for student Cox Fours or whatever it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they have two names. They have the what's the classification of athlete and boat and then the name of the trophy. Yes. But almost the only time you'll hear it is either at the beginning, excuse me, at the beginning of the race uh, when they're doing the roll call or uh, on 
for prize giving. And it, it does get very, um, I've often said the secret key to the British is to have Hello? You're still there, don't worry. Way too many text messages. Way too many text messages. Sorry, you're still that, with us. So what is the secret key? Uh, if you know, you know. And if the British want you to know, they'll tell you. Yeah. Um, the British are quite mean like that. In fact, we often like for having co conversations on two different levels where you know the other side doesn't know what you're really talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, crikey, sorry. Visually, this is not the best. This is not going to be your, your strongest one, and I apologize. But yeah, the, the, the text messages get pretty hot, get pretty hot and heavy in the evenings here sort of thing. So lots of them, lots of things to sort out. Now, if people are interested in coming to race at Henley Women's Regatta, the regatta website is hwr.org.uk. Yeah. How do they get a hold of you as part of the package? As part of the package. Um, so it's crew at hwr.org.uk. Uh, and they'll get me. Um, the other popular one is my name just seems to be getting passed around. Ask somebody who went. Ask somebody who went and and who they used and who they got in touch with. And very often you'll be handed my name or you'll be handed the name of a steward, meaning an organizer of the royal, not a competitor, not a member. Um, and and they, they can help you as well. But for Henley Women's, again, it's literally my job. There's, I've been asked all sorts of of mundane things i've been asked sorts of wild and wacky things and we've been able to deal with almost all of them um very occasionally so entry classifications i don't do entry entry classifications i don't do um but i can put you in touch with the lovely people who do but your practical your practicalities for for housing transport food water and entertainment i'm absolutely here I'd like you to retell the story about the request you had last year, which you said you'd never had before. Um, in the run-up to Henley Royal last year, I received a text from a coach who they and their team shall not be named. And I was asked, so if a private plane is taking off internationally from a city on the east coast of the US, where is the nearest place to Henley that they would land? Woo! The answer is North Holt. Oh, that's a long way away. Right. Because you, you need somewhere that uh, has a long enough runway that's open to commercial jet, open, open to private jet traffic. So that, that, Yeah, because you, you need something that has, that, that can land something big enough to take fuel to fly transatlantic. Oh uh, yeah, of course, Farnborough Airfield does do private, but perhaps they're not quite as big, yes. Not, not my understanding is they're not quite big enough. So RAF Northolt, here we come. Well, RAF, you know, RAF, now Northolt. I know. RAF Northolt. Is you might have started something there. So people can now share private planes, perhaps, as long as sharing houses when they get to Henley is also on the cards. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, not one of mine, but someone else has dealt with. And if my driver is picking me up at the, at the, the Ritz, uh, you know, what time do they need to pick me up to be there for my daughter's first race? If your driver cannot use Google Maps, we strongly advise you to switch drivers. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're just making sure they can allow the, they, they've got the directions. They just want to make sure that they're going to be there in time sort of thing. Which is a good thing to ask. It's a very, because again, that traffic on Remenham Hill can be a little, 
but yeah, no, the, 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 that plain knowledge is definitely stored. I don't know when I'll need to use it again, but I'm sure you will. it'll, it'll come up. It'll come up. And it's been an absolute delight having you on the Rowing Chat podcast. Thank you so much. And now I have learned a whole lot more about what it's like coming from abroad to race in the UK. Thank it's all you. about the it's all about the text messages, Rebecca, as you've seen. So we look so forward to, all to of our this summer. Yeah, I will see you in the summer. And to all of our listeners, please stay in touch and send me ideas. You know someone else who you think I might enjoy interviewing on Rowing Chat. Till next time. Bye-bye.